the Get Wired podcast presented by CED Vero Beach. Join us as we make new connections, share our outlooks on business as well as life, and provide a new look at the wholesale electrical supply industry from the inside out. This is the Get Wired podcast. Here's your host, Mike Burkhart. All right. Well, on this episode of the Get Wired podcast, we have sales and marketing expert Leo Quinn all the way from New York. And Leo reached out to me after listening to an episode from 2017 on rejection therapy. He's currently uh, in a, the middle of a process, or actually about a third of the way through a process of getting 1,000 rejections or 1,000 no's in the summer of 2019. So uh, let's welcome Leo to the show without any further ado and see how he's doing on that 1,000 no's in the summer of 2019. Welcome, Leo. Um, I'd love to talk to you about your, uh, your summer of 1,000 no's and how that's going. It's going great. I have, uh, since we're on video, I can actually show you. I have a, a, a chalkboard name tag that I wear at a networking events. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I'm at uh, no number 320. Oh, that is awesome. And uh, so people ask me, you know, they come up to me at a networking event. They say, what, what is that? And sometimes I'll say it's my IQ. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially but, uh, when you were starting out. <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, I actually only, I had 319 um, starting today, I got one while I was out and about. Most of my notes so far, I've been on the phone, but every once in a while, I'll get one out in the wild, as I say. Yeah, I can. T- I'll talk about that that uh, as we go. But uh, it, it's going well so far. Uh, you know, my relationship with No uh, previously has been I've treated uh, rejection very well, meaning I avoided her altogether. Yeah, uh, in my life, and uh, you know. I was looking for a summer project, and I saw a quote by Andrea Waltz. Uh, she's a writer of a book called Go for No. I don't know if you've ever heard that book no. before. Go for No. Go for No. Definitely, if you're interested in this topic, look for Go for No. Her quote was, I can achieve every goal and reach every dream by simply hearing no more often. Huh. And I saw that on May 23rd, and I've been looking for a summer project. And so I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that for the summer. I, I, 100 no's sounded too low for me, uh, but 1,000 sounded adventurous i had no concept of how long it would take me to get a thousand no's so uh, uh, but I it would be something worth trying you're at 320 today and it is uh i mean summer technically just started on the 21st so does that does that play a role or did, when did you actually start the, the... Uh, well i had the idea on may 23rd i got up the courage to finally start on june 10th okay so, <laughs> june 10th. so even though i uh, start got the idea it took me 13 days to build up the courage uh, to do it uh, even though between the 23rd and when I started on June 10th, I had a couple meetups on the subject. Yeah. I ran ran a couple meetups on the subject, so telling people that this is what I was going to do, and other people had started doing it before I even did. Um, so June 10th, I decided I was going to call for I was going to make 100 telephone calls, and I didn't know that I counted wrong numbers as that hundred. I I counted busy signals as the 100. I was just going to make 100 calls. And yeah. It took me two hours and 49 minutes, and I got 29 no's in that um, two hours and 49 minutes. So I, at that point, I knew 1,000 in the summer would be realistic. I wanted to finish by August 31st, and I just have to average 12 a day between now and then to hit 1,000 
Okay, so you've done a lot of research into this and, and put a lot of effort into it. I was going to ask how like technical and, de- and deep deep into what you got, but twelve a days, that's pretty substantial. It is if I was doing it in person, but I'm doing it on the phone. Okay, um, so I'm calling. You know, I'm selling my small business local marketing services. Okay, and I chose to start with pizza shops and text message marketing. So I'll be helping them with their. Uh, building up a customer list and then communicating special offers with their list using text message marketing. And I figured that was simple to understand. Businesses know what text marketing is. There are a zillion and one pizza shops. So I was never going to run out of uh, potential people to reject me. Yeah. So that's what I decided to start. So I knew that I wouldn't be able to get a thousand in person unless I was really running myself ragged going door to door looking for business clients. But I figured a thousand on the phone would be realistic. And you say I did research. I just, I've done some math. <laughs> a thousand divided by how many ever days it was. and wasn't that uh, big a deal, but. Well, uh, that's more than most people though. I think, I think it's worth yeah. pointing out. And, and a lot of people have this idea of like, oh, I want to do X by this date, or I want to have a million dollars by this age. And it's like, okay, well you're at zero now. So between <laughs> these days, just do the math of like, what do you need to be making per hour? I do that in my, my location here at my stores. Like we have sales goals, of course, every month. And it's like, well, there's 21 billing days in a month and there's 10 hours a day in those billing months. So like how many dollars per hour do we need to be averaging in order to hit our goals? And it breaks I it see. down a little more realistically than trying to say like, oh, you need to hit a million dollars or whatever it is this month. Right, right. Well, personally, I'm always a big fan of action goals. Uh, we can control our actions. We can't control our results. So people that go out there that have, I want to hear yes five times, you really have no control over that. Right. Because you can't control other people. We have a control over our own uh, activity. So, you know, I always use the example of weight. You know, we can't control what the scale is going to say. We can control what we put in our mouth. Right. So it's re- I, I'm reasonably certain that I could get no's much easier than yeses. So that's why I, I like <laughs> having uh, rejection goals rather than uh, yes or oh, positive. Can you imagine a summer of a thousand yeses? You'd be... Oh, God. <laughs> You'd be out. You'd be out a thousand dollars. Like we yeah. got a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, well, I think I think that's really interesting. And very commendable. Very very unique. Certainly. And um, you know, I I I've heard some concepts of this. I've never heard the book Go for No. But like Tim Ferriss, I'm sure you've, you've heard of Tim Ferriss. Yes. Being in marketing, sure. you have to have heard of Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah. He talks about rejection therapy a lot, and his friend um, Noah Kagan. You know, mm-hmm. they they have the whole like go to Starbucks and ask for ten percent off. Just because. Yes. yes. And I've actually, and I've, did, I, sorry, go ahead. I've never done that. Today was my first real stunt no like that. I was going yeah. through a toll booth and the toll was 30 cents. <laughs> and I handed the ticket and I waited for him to say 30 cents. And then I said, will you accept a lottery ticket? And I held up a dollar scratcher lottery <laughs> ticket. And he smiled and said, no, sir. And then I paid the 30 cents and I gave him the lottery ticket. So nice. uh, I call those stunt no's. Okay. Where you're, we're not really getting a huge benefit from it other than um, building up the courage to do it. Uh, and it wasn't really a big deal. It was only 30 cents. But, you know, if he had done the math and he had 30 cents to pay my fare, he would have gotten a dollar scratcher. So, right. Uh, he yeah. could be, he still got the dollar scratcher. Though. <laughs> exactly. He, he didn't know that was coming up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's, you know I, I think that's just, it. not only that, there's, there's more to it, though. Like, you put a smile on that guy's face, you, you put a smile on your face. You both, you drove away from that exchange and you both felt really good about it. I mean, he's in like one of the most mundane positions ever. So yes, you, yes. Know, you you added more than 30 cents worth of value or more than a dollar 30 with the scratcher worth of value to the world as a whole. Right. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 
I mean, we do that. I'm, I'm in a business. I don't know how much you know about the, the business I'm in, the of electrical supply. and uh, Yeah, not too much. Um, but it's wholesale electrical supply. It's not that complicated. We buy things at one price and we sell them for hopefully a little bit more. Okay. But sure. we, in order to do that, we deal with all these people on both ends of the phone, like vendors and reps and shipping people and logistics and all that. And these people are literally just picking up the phone all day and fielding okay. questions and orders. So if you can be that voice that like brings a little bit of excitement, a little bit of difference to it, you hear right. it, they'll, they'll answer the phone like, you know, so-and-so, this is blah, blah, blah. And, and, and then, and you can tell like this person's just miserable. And you say one funny yeah. thing and they're like, they perk up a little bit and they're all of a sudden awake and engaged. And they're like, you know, how can I help you? Yeah, it's it's not easy to do it, the calling I'm doing, but sometimes I will, sometimes, you know, I'll ask my question, do you do text marketing? No, we don't. Are you the person that makes a decision? No, I'm available. No, I, no, he's not. Then I'll usually say, throw three strikes and I'm out. Uh, I'll try again. Thank you. you know, yeah. that usually a chuckle at him. Yeah, I mean... I think that that kind of like cold calling, it should be a college course. I've said this before, like cold calling should be a college course where your, your entire mission for the semester is to get out there and, and sell stuff. I did it. My first job out of, um, out of high school was, uh, was literally door to door, uh, art sales. So wow. loaded up the back of my car full of art. You know, you go to this place in the morning, you load up the art, you drive around all day and your tea, your territory. Uh, uh-huh. literally door to door on this, on the street of commercial places. Our, our target market was people with jobs. So, okay. <laughs> so uh-huh. if you have a job, you're, you're part of my target audience. <laughs> and I, I'm going to ask you to buy art. And you had, you had to talk to a hundred people a day and get a hundred no's in order to sell 20 pieces a day. Really? So good. that was my I goal. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you, there was a great story in that book, go for no, it's about, and I'm not sure if it's, it, Go for No is one of those parable type books. Yeah. So one of the stories they tell in there is of an insurance company who hired a consultant to say, why aren't we selling more insurance? And the insurance company guy, consultant said, you're not just, you're not talking to enough people. So he put them all on, put salespeople on a bus, take them, take them to a neighborhood, get them off the bus. Your instruction is to go up to every single door, knock on the door. And when someone comes to the door, you are to say, you don't want to buy any life insurance, do you? And that was their instruction. And they went from selling one policy or a week to one a day just wow. by talking to more people. And again, I don't know if that's a true story, but I, I love that. That really resonated with me, that story uh, of just talking to more people. Um, so you were you were doing the same thing, getting 100 rejections. That's great. And I did it at uh, 18 years old or 19, whatever year it was. And it, it's one of the defining careers of my life. I did it for two years. I paid rent, you know, had spending money, all that stuff. Got really good at the rejection stops being an issue after like day maybe ten. You yes. know, you just don't yeah. care anymore. You start seeing the sales, you you understand the process. If you believe in the whole hundred doors and hundred no's, you, you sell your twenty and you see that actually work a couple of times, all of a sudden you're like, Well, dude, if I just get this guy to tell me no, then I'm one step closer to that that sale, you know. And so yeah. like literally same thing as you. What reminded me about it was the uh, three strikes in your out. It's like, Hey, I'm the art guy, I've got I've got art and they would say, No, get out of here. I've got Monet's, Van Gogh's, Picasso's, Ansel Adams, Salvador Dali's. No, anybody in the back I can check with? No, get the hell out of here. We're calling the cops. All right, see you later. Wow. And I would go on to the next door and do the That's exact awesome. same thing. And I've, I've literally sold art to, to cops that were there to kick me out. <laughs> really? Like they, this one guy, I'll never forget this story. This guy, pulled, they called the cops. I was in this this corporate park and I, I knew they were calling the cops. I went to the next door anyways. The cops pulled up. Um, they're like, hey, you, you know, you got to go. I showed them my solicitor's license or Peddler's license or whatever it was. Yeah. Took my ID. And then 
as I'm leaving, the cops following behind me, puts his lights on and pulls me over on the side of the road. And he, and he goes, it's on the speaker and he goes, stay in the vehicle. And I'm like, Oh no, what's going on? <laughs> and another cop pulls up and it's a female cop that she gets out of the car. She leans in and kisses the other guy. And I'm like, what, what am I involved in here? What is about to happen? And they both get out and they're like, Oh, we just bought a new house. We need art. And they start flipping through. They bought six or seven oh, pieces. No kidding. I ended up hooking up with the, hooking them up with a great deal. Cause I was like, this is the best story. I'm gonna yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what was your price point on those? Uh, so the small ones were like 25 for like uh, the D16s we call them and the bigger designer um, the D42s I think they were man it's been a long time uh, we're, we're in the 40s and okay. then there was a mid price range it was like it's all about the frames on those so some people would buy them just for the frames and then okay. put the road stuff in there you know, that story reminds me of a meme I saw on Facebook the other day it was no guts no story yeah you have the guts of going door to door. Now you have this great story you can tell. You probably have a zillion more if you were to sit down and think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish I had been taking more notes back then because it was, <laughs> it was an exciting time in my life 15 years ago. Um, yeah, that's right. That's great. But uh, so text message marketing, I mean, that's something that people are probably interested in, but maybe it's not like, you know, top thing of their, their list of things to do. Like, so how did you get into that? How did you, what's your... Well, I'm a, you know, I'm a small business marketing consultant. I call myself an implementer. Uh, I want to work with the business owner who knows all the things he or she should be doing. They just don't have the time to do it. Yes. And for this project, I didn't want to have to explain a big, long, complicated thing. I wanted something that was quick and easy for people to understand. Mm -hmm. Most people know what text, text messages are. Uh, a lot of them are up on how a lot of businesses are using it to market, but I wanted something quick and easy. So it's inexpensive. It gets me in the door talking about things, proving value ahead of time. So that's why I chose that. If I'm talking locally, I can talk about other things. If I'm, I haven't really done a lot of, in, I haven't gotten a lot of in-person no's. I won't really want to do that yeah. for my 680 no's that I have coming. Um, I'll do more uh, of that. But that's why I chose text message. It was quick and simple, and most people understand it without a lot of explanation. Hmm. Uh, do you use a specific platform? Because we recently went on to a text message type platform for our sales and like notifications and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's I'm a white white label reseller for a, a company, and it does two way messaging and pretty much anything a, a local pizza shop or that type of business uh, could use. But you know, I, there's a ton of them out there. They all do essentially the same thing. Yeah, we're using uh, Avocado. I don't know. Avocado. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was recommended to me by somebody out in California. And it, so far, it's been great. I mean, we really like the the speed of it. People can send pictures and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we let people know when their material's here because we were calling people and nobody was checking their voicemails. They were getting these missed calls and calling us back. And, like, it's this whole confusing yeah. thing. But I read somewhere that, like, 93% of all text messages get read. Yes, 90, 98. You read different numbers. But you, yeah. you look at yours, I look at mine. You know, it depends on your age group, I think. I, if I'm texting my 82-year-old mother, it yeah. could be several days before she notices it. But, yeah, I had uh, a vendor say, don't text me anything. I don't read it. It's like, so what happens when it comes up on your phone yeah. and you just like ignore it? Like it's there. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like actively not trying to read it, I guess, at that point. Yes, right. <laughs> um, so... Just to just to use some of your talking points, I mean, how do you how do you yourself stay accountable beyond like I really like the chalkboard. Uh, yeah, the idea. the name tag here. Yeah. Yes, uh, I um as soon as I had this idea, I scheduled a meetup. I lead several meetups in my area, mostly marketing related. So I immediately scheduled one to get it out there. So I I had eight people that showed up for the first one. Uh, we had a lunch at a restaurant. And we talked about go for no, and it's funny. 
one of the gals that attended that had a slight um, panic attack. Just the thought of getting more, you know, you know increasing her failure rate, yeah. which I thought was interesting. I never suffered that, but I certainly avoided the phone a lot. Um, but so I did that. And then I started a small Facebook group that has right now 12 people and all local people that I've met um, that I'm now being active in and telling people, okay, end of week two, I made a, a thousand phone calls. I've gotten this many no's, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So being public, I think about my commitment uh, was something that's made me stick with it. You know, previous to this, if I just decided oh, I'm going to get a thousand no's and if I didn't tell anybody, you know, I, I probably would have quit by now just because that's human nature. Yeah. By being public about it, I think it's given me more impetus to stay with it. You're accountable. Yes, exactly. I actually have, when I looked over here, I I can achieve every goal and reach every dream by simply hearing no more often. I have that on uh, both my bathrooms, my bedroom, my office, my kitchen. And normally when the cleaning lady is coming, I will take stuff like that down because I don't want to ridicule, you know, Uh, but I've le- I left it up the last time she was here and she asked me about it. And she said, oh, you should call my, my uh, son, son-in-law. He owns a, re- a real estate company. They are always looking for good marketing ideas. So huh. you know, I had a meeting with him. He hasn't given me a yes or a no yet, but at least we're talking. And by being open about that, you know, that got me an opportunity. It could be a good opportunity. Well, I think I, you, you mentioned so much there I want to touch on. Um, I think the first thing I want to dive in on is it's like, what do you really have to lose? You know, it's like if, if you ask somebody, you're going to find yourself in, in possibly all these new adventures. Like, perfect example, you and I sitting here talking right now. Like, this wouldn't have happened if you hadn't reached out and, like, literally said, like, feel free to reject me. But if you're interested, <laughs> I'd yes. li- you know, I'd like to be on the show. And, and like, here we are talking. And, it, and I mean, you never know what adventure your life is going to bring you if you if you're just open to it and willing to put yourself out there a little bit. Exactly. So, so what is when, and when you mentioned that somebody was having like a, an acute panic attack, like, what do you think it is about humans that we're just so afraid of being rejected or no, or, uh, you know, I, I have no idea. It's just, we, I guess we as humans like to be liked yeah. and, uh, we don't like, and I'm in calling pizza shops. I'm very respectful. I, I never call after 11 AM. I, do, I don't call during the lunch hour. Uh, I'll call after two o'clock or something like that. Um, but, and if somebody answers and says, Hey, so-and-so, can you please hold? I'll just hang up because I don't want to inter- interfere with them making money. Sure. If it sounds really busy in the background. I'll say wrong number, but yeah. I really don't want to be that person that, uh, is causing a problem. But I think it comes down that we like to be liked and we don't like to hear no. And it's just, a you know, I've never had a panic attack, but I've certainly not made phone calls that I should have made. You know, in my marketing career, I've sent a lot of lumpy mail. I don't know if you know Dan Kennedy and Jay Abraham and all those guys, but oh, yeah. they're lumpy mail people. I've sent a ton of lumpy mail, and I, I should have followed up and say, hey, I'm the guy that sent you the live working cell phone. Did you get it? You know, I've never done that. Huh. I just hoped that they would call me back or get whatever it is I sent and be so intrigued that they would call me. And it, it happened maybe 30% of the time, but I left a lot of money on the table in my business career by being afraid to hear the word no. Can you yeah. can you touch on that real quick? The lumpy mail and the the cell phone thing. Sure, lumpy mail is something you send to get people's attention, and most of us are familiar with it from getting pens in the mail from companies that sell pens. And I I took that to you know much higher degree, but by sending there's a company called sendaball.com, which will write your message on a ball, put stamps on the ball, and mail the ball. So now you've got a ball in, in with your mail pile. It's going to make an impression. 
Um, I sent a ball to one guy. He was on vacation. He said the folks at the um, post office were upset when he got home from vacation because they were playing with the ball for a week. <laughs> what kind of uh, ball? Like a soccer ball? or? Yeah, yeah. It was just a little red rubber ball. The kind you used in oh, gym class for yeah. dodgeball when they had those type of things in school. Um, I've sent, if I would, uh, I was looking for affiliates for another business of mine. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw you had a baby. I would crumple up a little message in a bottle and put it in a baby bottle and mail the baby bottle. So I was the guy that sent you the message in the bottle. And I've actually sent live working cell phones to people that I wanted to do business with. I would pay $10 for the phone, $10 for the minutes, put it in a box and mail it off. Funny thing is I, I anytime I did that, I would hear from 30% of the people. Nobody ever called me using the phone I'd sent. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Defeats the whole purpose. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I actually, uh, that sort of made me nervous because I was afraid if it was, if the phone was waiting at the post office and it started to ring, you know, that, that might've scared some people and I'm going to get a call from Homeland security. Yeah. So I don't do, don't do that too often anymore, but it, it made an impression. Um, and, but I never followed up. I should have sent the plug two weeks later saying, hey, I'm the guy that sent you the cell phone. Yeah. Here's a plug. It's probably dead. Plug it in and give me a call. I never did that. I never followed up. Like I never called the phone. Huh. I, I called the phone because I had the number. So there's a lot of things I didn't do because I was afraid of rejection. Are you familiar? This brings up, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and try to absorb as much content as possible. But this brings up uh, two things. John Runlin, he's got Giftology. Yeah. I'm sure yes. you're familiar with that. It sounds kind of similar of like these out of the box ideas and yeah. We think of crazy ideas to do for customers here. Like one guy broke his leg in like three different places. And I was sitting there thinking like, what does this guy really need in his life right now? And uh, I, I sat there for, I was thinking about it for a while. And I was like, you know what? I bet he really needs more than anything. He needs, he's married. He's got kids. His wife is probably like at wit's end trying to take care of now a, another person that laid up. So we right. sent our cleaning crew from the office over to his house twice, like two months in a row, just to do like a full wow. cleaning of their house. It was much more expensive than I expected it to be. <laughs> but he still talks about it. It's been like two years now. And he'll tell people at the counter about it. For life now, maybe a friend for life at least, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're in the business of like everyday recurring business. You know, they're gonna, they're coming in every day to get material for that day to go install it. And then they're going to come okay. back the next day. So we are in this like, we have to make people happy and service them and all that. But it's also like we got to stand out and, and do things that other people just can't do or won't do. Yes, yeah. And that's the secret. And uh, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing that brings up is uh, Grant Cardone is, I'm sure you're familiar with Grant. Uh, he, he's a, he, people know him for real estate, but before that he used to help people with like uh, sales organizations and he still runs Cardone university. And he's yeah. always talking about the phone. He's like, he's like, man, all your problems are right there on that phone. Like you just got to pick up that phone and call enough people and get rejected yeah. enough times. But I mean, at some point, do you do you find there's like a fine line of like just sheer numbers or is it quality versus content? Like, do you have to deliver a good message or is it strictly just you don't want to buy life insurance? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's not, I, I can't do that because the decision maker usually doesn't answer the phone. Okay. Um, you know, a few years ago when I was adventurous for ten, five minutes, I called um, local businesses and said, uh, you don't need any help with your uh, website, do you? Or something like that. And, you know, it was always the wrong person. Then they have to put the hand over the, hey, we don't need any help with our, nah, we don't need any help with that. You know, so there was none of that. Yeah. At this point, it's just, um, you know, quantity. I'm just trying to build up that callus to hearing the word no. I I started, you know, I, I, I'm surrounded by pizza places, of course, here in upstate New York, near Albany. I, I've called every state but New York. You know, I've called Maine. I started in Maine. New Hampshire, 
Vermont. I'm now in Connecticut. If I have to go into the next time zone, I'll, I've called Minnesota a couple of times. Yeah. Because I'm figuring people are nice in Minnesota. They're not going to yell at me and hang up the phone. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to call New Jersey, quite frankly. I'm going to get a lot of hangups there. I think, but, uh, I'll, I'll deal with that when it comes. So I'm, I, if there's advice to anybody, learn out of town if you can. Uh, you know, I can walk into a zillion pizza places around here and get some business, but I want to build up my callus on the phone. Just like Grant says, do it on the phone, develop that callus and um, ha have a gr great story to tell. Yeah, I, um, I've got the same philosophy when it comes to uh, stand up comedy or karaoke. Don't don't uh, excuse my language shit where you eat kind of a thing. It's like <laughs> like go somewhere else where you're not going to know anybody. And right, right. It's OK if you totally bomb. I still have yet to do it, the stand-up comedy part, but I've got a routine dialed in. I just need to figure out where to go. And I'm a, I would be, I would do, I have no problem doing stand-up comedy. I just, I'm too lazy to sit down and write jokes all day. If yeah. I could pay somebody to write, if I could pay somebody to write me the jokes, I'll get up there and tell them all day. But right. I just can't like Seinfeld and sit down and do jokes, especially out of town, right? If you, right, exactly. You're never going to see these people ever again. And I think right. that's the thing is like you never are going to meet these people, um, maybe in real life or. Or ever. I mean, we deal with we deal with vendors all over the country that we'll never meet in real life, no matter what mm -hmm. we do, or uh, in our world. But I mean, there's there's almost no downside except maybe a slight ping of uh, right. And that's just it. They're never gonna. They aren't thinking about you two minutes after you're off the phone. No, not at all. They're they're on to something else. They're not thinking about you. I don't know if you listened to that. I I, re I sent you a recording of twelve of the no's I've heard. Um, the last one. I didn't get that. Was, uh, it was a little old lady. I, the phone got picked up. Nothing was said. I said, hello. And she said, leave me alone. <laughs> and I, I swear to and I immediately went to the internet to find out if it was the restaurant was still in business. And apparently it was. Yeah. Maybe they had a different phone number and now she's taking the phone calls of a former pizza place. Oh no. I felt horrible and terrible luck. I usually send a, a note with when I'm sending out links to that recording, you know, it sounds like I'm torturing this poor woman, but all I said was hello. <laughs> Just leave me alone. I said, oh my God. See, I don't if think I, I got that email. You should have said, yeah, I can, it would have been a link probably. But, I can, uh, uh, I can splice it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can play it if you want me to play my 12. Yeah, notes. go ahead. Let's do it. Well, here, let me pull it up and you can ask me another question while I'm pulling it up here and, uh, uh, <laughs> um so we covered why you want to take why you want to start in the first place um how you hold yourself accountable oh i want to talk about um going back to the actions not the results um are you familiar with like lead versus lag measures no i'm not no um i think you really like this it's like uh it's a it's a covey thing now it, it, okay. it um lead versus lag measures um i'm trying to remember the name of the book but it's it's a really good book uh, the whole idea is exactly what we're talking about. The lead measures are the actions and the lag measures are the results. So the lead measure is I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to eat healthy. And the lag measure is, you know, at the end of the month, I'm going to weigh myself or in a business situation. It's like, Hey, I can't control who buys from us and when and all that, but I can control how many sales calls I make, the quality of the sales calls, the, uh, you know, the impression I leave behind on somebody, uh, when I'm at those calls. And so, it's just about like having a situ having a formula set up where you, all you do is focus on the lead measures and then yeah. the lag measures come out days, weeks, months later, and you can't do anything at that point. It's too late. That's right. That's right. I've had, you know, I was, uh, I, I decided to reach out to do podcasts or see if I could get on podcasts because I spoke at a meetup uh, last Friday 
and I so enjoyed answer, asking the question, answering the questions that people had and uh, seemed to inspire them to do more. So, you know, that's the reason I started reaching out to do, to do, see if I could get on some podcasts. I don't have a book to sell. I don't have anything to sell. <laughs> I enjoy talking about the, the, the subject and I hope it, it, it motivates some people. And, you know, here's uh, here's the 12 no recording. I'm going to move my microphone over to the speaker here. Okay. I'm not interested in this. Okay, I think that we're all set with that for right now. We are not interested. Not interested. Yeah, we're not interested. No, no thanks. Not interested. Thank you. Have a great day. No, I'm sorry. We're not interested. We're, we're all good. Yeah, no, we're all set with that. Uh, not interested. Thank you. Leave me alone. So those are my 12 notes. <laughs> so I wow. felt mad about that last one, but uh, she must have uh, been having a bad day. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, I think, um, oh, I did see the link now. I'm sorry, it was in the body of your email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go back and splice that in um, <laughs> just just over that. That's awesome that you recorded that, though. Uh, so are, are you recording all your calls? Just um, uh, It's a f- federal law that it, uh, I, one person has to be aware of the call being recorded yeah some states only require uh, require both people so on the states that require both people i don't record yeah but it's just one i do just uh because if i if somebody gives me an email address to send more information and i get it wrong i go back to the recording and check out and stuff like that yeah unfortunately florida is one of those where you you are supposed to notify them um Mm There's all these apps you can download now and call recorder and stuff like that in my business it's perfect because people will call me and I'll be driving or whatever. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but it definitely used to happen a lot more. People call me instead of the office and start mm-hmm. placing an order like right then. I'd be like, hey, this Mike, they don't know what I'm doing. They don't really care what I'm doing. All they right. just go right into their order. Oh, it's this job name. I need blah, blah, blah. This material, I need it delivered here. And I'm, I'll be driving and just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. And then I'll just say thanks for the order, of course, hang up the call and then just send that file to somebody in my office and then yeah. they would have to listen to it. And like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But you can't do that unless you're like, oh, by the way, this is being recorded for right, quality right. and training purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge one is, and, and the accountability, I'm curious, like you're, you're well on your way, you're hitting your, your target, I would imagine, right? Like you feel pretty confident you're going to get to the, uh, the thousand yeah. by August thirty first. Yesterday, I got uh, forty six knowns because it's a short week. We've got a holiday on Thursday. There's, I'm not going to call on Thursday. I, to, uh, the first week of the month is te- typically busy for me, so I'm done with my quota till Thursday. So uh, I could do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if I wanted. Tomorrow, I'll probably get uh, twenty knows, and then maybe Friday, I'll get the rest. I need uh, thirty two more knows or something this week to hit the goal. So yes, it's just a matter. The only thing that stops me from getting a thousand no's is looking at me in the mirror every day. (laughs) I'm the only one that will stop me from getting a thousand no's. Well, you're the only only one that can, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's just a question of, of, are you willing to pick the phone up and and push the numbers? And then the rest is, the rest just kind of happens. The phone rings and you're, you're now you're engaged. Like it's, it really is just that lead measure of just putting in the work. And, and I commend you for this in my personal life. I do, um, just to ensure that I'm able to hit my workout goals for the year, I came up with a system where I have like 250 pennies in one jar and oh. and then an empty jar. I call it the penny jar system. It's so simple. It costs $2.50 and two mason jars. Yeah. Um, and every day I work out, I transfer a penny from one jar to the other. So it's five days yeah. a week, 50 weeks of the year. I take two weeks off. I take weekends off. Uh-huh. But I'm going to work out 250 times this year. And I'm on 
let's see, today's Tuesday, July 2nd. So that's 127 workouts that I, I just dropped that penny in there today. Wow, that's great. But it's that way of being like, I, no matter how I feel in the morning, I don't have a choice. Like I have to get up and do it because if I don't, it screws up my whole week of, <laughs> of like, I have this system figured out and without the system, I would just make excuses or sleep in or find yeah. 10 other reasons not to do this thing, you know? And I, th I think it's important to have a system and to know what your number is, your target for the day, um, whether it's 12 no's or one penny or five sales calls or wh whatever the situation is like having that built in. So that you know where the uh, where the goalposts are. Yes, and thinking long term. After that meetup last Friday that I spoke, I was feeling really good. It was one forty five when I left there. I had to get home to start calling at two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful Friday in the summertime, but you know I went home and did it because I know at the end of August, uh, I'm there'll be a lot of benefits from sticking with it. So you have to think, think long term sometimes. And are you getting any results, or is this are you? Getting <laughs> after that at the lunch, like, oh my god, yeah. I think I've gotten 15, but I actually sat down and checked. I've had 28 uh, positive interactions, meaning they ask me for more information, ask me to send more information. I'm offering a 30-day free trial on the uh, text message marketing for the pizza shops. So I've had actually two people start the free trial, and I've sent uh, more information to 26 uh, total people. Um, some of those will turn into no's, yeah. but at least uh, you know I ha I've had some positive. And one of them said, you know, he's a guy, he's a Turkish guy in Connecticut. He says, if this works for me, I know 150 other Turkish pizza shop owners. So, you know, that would be a good introduction. Wow. That you never would have gotten if you hadn't picked the phone up. Exactly. exactly. Huh. I mean, I know that the text message things really worked well for us. We, we tried to advertise it as customers sending us orders. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I said like, hey, let's stop calling people when their orders come in. Let's start texting them using this platform. And the response has been awesome. Like they, we send them a picture of their material. They can identify it. They can say like, oh, that's actually not the right color. So it saves mm -hmm. them a trip from coming in or whatever. We identify so many issues. We have a timestamp of when it came in and all that stuff, you know? So it, it's just, it, I know it's taken us to another level and, it, and uh, it took somebody telling me about it. Otherwise we would still be doing things the old way. So hey, that's great. And have you ever like, I don't know if you do coupons in your, but have you ever done just marketing with it, you know, send out a, Hey, call today and save 10% on any order today. Uh, not yet. There is like a, uh, broadcast feature that, that Avocado has, and, uh, we have not used it for that yet. We're still trying to, I mean, we're only like a month in, so we're still okay. trying to get people pumped on it by giving them cards and like, you know, the card specifically says like, you know, text your order to this number, get a response within five minutes. Perfect. But I would love to be able to text the pizza order in. You know, it's got to be more simple than electrical supplies, I would think. So. Yeah, yeah. Now this is this the stuff I'm selling is the pizza shop emanate starts the text. Hey, come on in and get a free soda with any purchase. You know that type thing. Yeah. It's not. I don't think my system can take an order by a text. But anyway, this isn't a. <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> yeah, ours ours is complicated because it goes to ten people and then whoever jumps on it first gets like ownership of it and okay. they have to see it all the way through. Neat. Yeah. Tell me some motivating stories that that might help somebody who's in sales or who might be struggling with getting started. Like how did right. you how did you right. first get started? Yeah, well I read that book Go for No and I read that book 10 years ago. 10 years and ago. I, okay. Uh, yeah, Go for No. I love it. I I talk about it uh, many times a year. I tell that story about you don't want to buy life insurance. I tell that many times every year at all the marketing uh, meetups I do. Um, in November, they get really excited because November, you know, they get, uh, <laughs> talk about it in November. I just never did it. Um, so, but one of their, they, they now have another book out called Go for No for Network Marketing. 
and it's by a guy named Ray Higdon. And Ray Higdon was broke in July, and he was making $40,000 a month in the following January. And he did that by getting 20 no's a day. Wow. He was doing a network marketing opportunity, but he, and he would, he would go to meetups, he would send you messages on Facebook, and boom, 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 he would go to these, you know, the laundromat that has all the business cards on there. He'd go there and he'd take out all the business cards and call all those people, say, are you interested in another income opportunity? And he said he would go weeks between hearing yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, broke in July, making 40000 a month in January, just going for no, essentially. Um, there's a, a story, there's a gal named Emily Winter. She's been on the Today Show. She's a comedian and a writer. And she had set a goal to get 100 rejections in a year. And she got 104 or 107, depending on which article you read. And she got 42 acceptances. And for a writer, that's publication in the in a newspaper or a magazine. Another writer named Courtney Kosak wrote, a, wrote an article called Why 212 Rejections in a Year Was the Best Thing to Happen to Me. So she got 212 rejections for, published uh, in 2018. Uh, another writer, Kiki Shear, beginning of 28, uh, 2018, she uh, made an oath to receive 100 rejection letters by December 31st. In May 2018, less than halfway through the year, she said, at the beginning of the year, I made an oath to receive 100 rejection letters. I started applying for tons of out-of-my-league opportunities, but in May 2018, at this rate, I won't be able to achieve my goal because many of my responses are acceptances. Wow. Take more chances. So what I liked about hers was she was applying for tons of of out-of-my-league opportunities. You know, that's, so, you know, I'm reaching out to people looking to get on podcasts. I'm going to send one to John Lee Dumas. He's completely out of my league. (laughs) Uh, um, or I'm out of his league. Not well, after you show him you've been on the Get Wire podcast. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's got to take him. To the I, and, uh, <laughs> so, you know, those are some stories. And I'll tell you, and I think this should motivate people, I haven't found one ex- one story of somebody taking on a serious rejection challenge and not having a fantastic story to tell. Hmm. You know, so I'm sure it's out there, but by me putting it out there like that, I'm sure some guy's going to come up. Yeah, I got a hundred rejections and nothing happened. Well, you know, who knows? But you know, you're, you're. I know that regardless of what happens in the money department, and I, I've made in the first three weeks of doing this, I've made an extra thousand dollars that I wouldn't have had without this go for no challenge. None nice. of it has come from the phone. It's come from me being more bold about asking for what I want offline. Yeah, five hundred of that has been recurring. So I'm happy. So next month it'll come back. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think that's the you want you want to think long term, stick with it, and just uh, be serious about it. Stick, uh, you know, make it public. I think that's one of the secrets is to make it public. Do something to have that accountability. Yeah, what I noticed you said it, uh, is the accountability came back up again, but also like keeping track of it, um, mm-hmm. keeping, as you mentioned, keeping good rejection records. Um, why do you think that's so important? Why do you think the number is so important? Well, I've, I've, um, I kept track of times now calling in the morning at a pizza shop. I was getting a lot of no answers. Hmm. So I was wasting the hour that I did it then. So I, by, and by keeping track of that, I was able to say, okay, I got 27 no answers in this hour. And if I call in the two o'clock, the three o'clock hour, I don't get any no answers Hmm. or one or two. So that told me that. Uh, you know, I was wasting my time really calling in the morning. 
And, and so if I didn't want to talk to anybody, if I wanted to be, uh, you know, just build up the courage to dial the phone, maybe that's the time to do it. But if I really wanted to get to nose, you know, doing it, uh, doing it in the afternoon was important. And that, that helped me uh, by that, that sort of record keeping. And just knowing the number, the 320, that, that keeps me motivated. I also write it on my calendar. So I sh- today is July 2nd, so I should actually have 296 no's. I'm way ahead at 320 because of the holiday, and I don't want to call on Thursday. Yeah, you're 10% uh, ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. And at the end of this month, I should be at uh, 644. Nice. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I have this. I have a similar metric for the gym thing in my garage. I, I mark it off on the calendar, kind of like Jerry uh, Seinfeld's don't break the chain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I've heard uh, people doing the similar thing with your pennies, but they would put uh, marbles in a jar, totaling a typical lifespan. So every week you would move a, a, a marble from one jar to the other, you know, and then you know as the your life is going down, you can visualize how you should be living life to the fullest. I guess. Oh, that's that's <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to live to ninety, I got like forty nine years left. It's a lot 49 of times, Hey Siri, what's forty nine times fifty two? She's not going to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that would keep you motivated, maybe. Yeah. Well, the thing with the pennies jar is I'm lazy and I wanted a quick way to, to get it. So I just went to the bank and got $3 of pennies. There you go. And took 50 cents out. the security at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. I actually just switched the jars and started all over <laughs> again in January, uh, which is not as not as rewarding for sure. Right. Um, but you, well, you mentioned earlier about the time slots. That's also in the uh, the four hour work week from Tim Ferriss. He he mentioned that he was calling people the way that everybody else was calling them between nine and five, and not getting mm-hmm. past the gatekeeper or not getting to the people who actually make the decisions. And yeah. he said, "Well, this is kind of silly. If I come in at six and call up until eight thirty, and then leave and go to wherever I want all day and come back at five thirty and call till seven at night, I'm getting the mm-hmm. owner who's there early, who's there late when nobody else is there." And I'm actually yeah. able to talk to the person who's in charge making the decisions. Yeah, great point. Great point. Uh, so he was able to take that experience like to another level. And people were asking, like, oh, you're never here. He's like, well, I'm not here when everybody else is calling, but I'm here when it's important to call, when it's valuable to call. <laughs> and that's I, I always think about that. Like, there's got to be a better way to this thing right, that we right. all do. And, and, and maybe it's just this thinking of it differently, turning it upside down and looking at it, you know, the opposite yeah. way. I think I think Dan Kennedy says that, uh, you know, if, uh, one of the best ways to be successful is to find out what everybody's doing and do the opposite. <laughs> right. So, because if everybody's sending yeah. a postcard in the mail, then then they're getting a thousand postcards, but you're sending a cell phone or... Right, right. Uh, what was the website for the ball thing again? Sendtheball.com. Sendtheball.com. You know, the ball is now in your court. It could be the message that you send there. If you're trying to collect money or... You sent a proposal and you're waiting to hear the ball is now in your court. You know, that's funny about collecting money because in our business, we're like a bank. So we lend people money and it just looks like electrical supplies when we give it to them. But it's really they, they owe us money. So I could, I could do that to somebody that owes us a bunch of money. Just send them this ball. They'd be like, what in the world is this? Make them laugh. Make them laugh. But then I'd be like, hey, where's my money? <laughs> um, that's great. It's good stuff. Well, is there anything uh, you want to leave for the audience? Any you want to drop your Facebook group in there in case people want to join in, or is that private? Or yeah, thank you. If you just go on Facebook and look for Adventures in Rejection, Adventures in Rejection. I don't. I, I own that domain name, but there's nothing there yet. I, I might put a link. Uh, probably set it up so it just goes right to the Facebook page. But yeah, I'm. If anybody wants to get in there and make a declaration as to their the rejection they want to to get, it doesn't have to be a thousand. And I was thinking a, a real estate agent. 
Um, a thousand in a summer might be a lot for a real estate agent, but a thousand in a year is like 70 or 80 a month. And that's just going up to everybody you meet and saying, hey, you, you don't know anybody in the market for a, to buy or sell our house, do you? Um, so, uh, you know, and one of the things I think the reason people should do this is to raise their profile in both their business and their industry. Yeah. If, if I was a real estate agent and I saw something like this, I'd be on I'd be getting a thousand as fast as I could because I'd have a great story to tell. I'd probably sell a lot more real estate. And who knows what it might lead to it might lead to me becoming a guru in the real estate business. Who knows? Well, I think uh, Keller Williams does a good job of this because uh, one of my neighbors put his house up for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. And he said that Kelly, it was, you know, it's not just Keller Williams. It's like independent people that work for Keller Williams. He yeah. got calls from, he mentioned them specifically. They're all calling him be like, we can sell your house better than you can. And he'd yes. have to reject like five or six of these people. And they're all from Kelly Williams. So they must really pound that into him. Like, just pick I, up the phone. You're going to get told no. Just Yes. The, the thing with calling individuals is, though, there's that do not call list. Mm. Uh, you know, that that would scare me calling individual. That's so important. I don't know how that works. If you're selling your house, I guess you're you're opening yourself up to that and you can get calls. But uh, just calling people willy nilly, I don't think is because if you get somebody who's on the do not call list and they're litigious, you could have a problem, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I never really considered that. But uh, I think it's all about how the person represents themselves and handles themselves. And, and if they I just remember thinking like, oh, these guys are easy to talk to um, based on what he was telling me. Like he was he was some, you know, and a lot of people in my neighborhood are retired. So they were like, you know, they'll talk to you for like 15 minutes and then, <laughs> right. and then, and then tell you now. Right. Exactly. Because they're just bored. Well, that's uh, funny. Just that calls to mind Ray Higdon, the guy at Go For No For Network Marketing. He has a great little saying he says say less to more people say less to more people so that's getting through i saw a post on one facebook uh, or one forum guy said he got a phone call one time from a guy selling long distance services this was a long time ago the guy said i sell long distance services for three cents a minute do you want to hear more and that was the the pitch and yes or no no they hang up you know so i love that just quick and easy. Say less to more people. I like that. And another quote that I've heard that I really like is instead of saying uh, new things to the same old people that you see every day, you should start saying old things, the same things you always say to new people, you know, just to get that message out there. Uh, yeah. Because like, you know, you, you want to tell the tried and true things that got you to be successful. You want to tell that to, to as many people as you can, because like, especially if you're in the market of like buying real estate, if you're like an investor or if you're a real estate agent, or whatever, like your job is literally just to let people know like, hey, I'm the guy you call because if I ask you to think of toothpaste, you think of... AIM or Crest. Okay, there's like five. So it's AIM, Crest, uh, maybe Colgate, Rembrandt, and Aquafresh. Oh, yeah. Name, mm -hmm. name a sixth one. No, like there's... there's, there's right, right. Arm and Hammer baking soda. Damn, I just fooled my... <laughs> Spoil my own point, but like everyone, you want to be like one of the top three or five people that people think of, of like Kleenex. Every every tissue is now Kleenex, even though only one is Kleenex. Correct, Band Aid, soda, yeah. or Coke, right. Coke for soda. Right. Um, it uh, you want to be that guy in your in your space of when they think electrical supplies, I want them thinking CED Vero Beach. Our our competition's initials are CES, and we're CED. Uh, so when they start okay. typing CE. I always tell mm -hmm. my, my guys this, like they have a choice of whether they're click that D or the S. To call, right next to each other on the keyboard. To call and place this order. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm glad that <laughs> alphabetically we're a little above them, but I'm hoping that 
whatever we do is service wise and, and just attitude wise and, and speed and all that stuff. Uh, and somewhere in there, price is mixed in at the bottom that we're, mm-hmm. we're getting that first push of the button, you know, and that's because we're known as the people that can handle your electrical supply needs, period. Well, I'm uh, curious, did uh, the folks that you did the cleaning for, did they leave you a nice review online or do anything social media wise about that? Uh, no, nothing like that. He's just given us most of his business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want all of somebody's business because that's a dangerous place to put yourself as, a, as yeah. the provider of that service. You yeah. want them to have open accounts and, and have access to material in case you just can't do it for whatever reason. Right. Uh, but I do want like 95% of their business. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. Um, and yeah, and he's actually, he's, he's got one of my uh, outside sales trainees who's like uh, brand new to the outside sales phase of our training program. Uh, he's actually on the site right now today with him wiring stuff up as part of oh. his like couple of days in the field. I was like, oh, you're going to be his customer anyways. Like, can you take him out? And he's never done this before. He's never had tools in his hand for electrical. So it'd be cool for him to understand this business. So when it came to like, who could I put him with? The the customer was an ideal match because I knew he'd say yes. So he needed some help anyways. And uh, Right, right. We do crazy things. Like I remember one time we, we sat, I was I opened a new store last year in Palm Bay for, for my company. And mm-hmm. I one of the calls we went on, I sat in this chair and the piston was broken. So I kept sinking down and I'm already a short guy. So I need as much <laughs> of the piston being up as I can to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to look people in the eye at the table. But it became this big joke, and I was playing along with it. It was totally funny. Like, I, by the end of it, they were all laughing and joking and stuff. And it was our first meeting, so it was like, this. Uh, anytime you get somebody laughing when you're leaving, that's great. Exactly. Even right. even if they're laughing at you. Um, <laughs> but then the next time we showed up, we showed up with two brand new, like, two hundred dollar office chairs and rolled them in there. And like, because I was thinking of John Runlin's like Cosper impression. Like, that's mm-hmm. such a low Cosper impression. Every time she sits on that chair, she's gonna think of me and CED. And great story to tell, yeah. And how nobody else would do this for them, even though other reps had sat in that chair and had been broken. Right. Like, like the electrical supplies are just one of the things that we're here to solve. We're here to make people's lives easier and and their business that's, is better. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Good, good, good. You're a sharp guy. You're a sharp guy, Mike. I don't <laughs> care what they say about you. We do what we can. We do what we can. <laughs> I'm sure there's CEDs in New York too that that could use the text message thing. So <laughs> after pizza places, you can go to electrical supplies. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, it's, it's been great for us down here. So um, there's different, I know there's different approaches and the, yours is more probably outgoing, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for us, uh, incoming and outgoing has very, been very convenient. Yeah. Now, is, this isn't your company though, huh? Uh, no, CED is the largest uh, privately held electrical distributor in the United States, if not okay. the world. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's owned by one guy and his family. And uh, I'm the manager of just this location for now. Okay. And why did you get into doing the podcast? Uh, I'm all about learning new skills. So okay. this was a lot of skills to learn all in, all together. Also, I I really believe that uh, ideas in equal ideas out. And the more people I can connect, you know, one thing about being privately owned is we're very decentralized. It's one of the things I like about it is I run my own store. And um, okay. that's one of the things that draws people to this company versus other companies is it's very bottom up like it's an upside down pyramid like i tell it what we need in the software and they release it you know like we we voted up from the profit center managers up um but with that a lot of ideas go to the graveyard with the manager when they retire or die or whatever or they just they have a great idea and it sticks in their profit center and it never gets out to the rest of the company okay and so this is kind of like a tease to get out like 
hey, what are people doing in California that's successful? What are they doing in Illinois? What are they doing in Washington State? Um, because that's not being publicized anywhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty selfish on my end just to get more ideas from my own location. But I really believe in this idea that the more the more ideas and concepts and different perspectives you can push into your own brain and then spend time to ruminate on it, like meditate and sit in a quiet, dark room for 10 or 15 minutes a day, you'll put connections together that no one's ever put together before because of your unique past and skill sets. Do you, do you managers ever get together and brainstorm mastermind stuff? We do uh, division meetings and then um, a couple managers down South have started doing, um, they've started doing like monthly, what they call like sales meetings or idea meetings. And, uh, but not on like a, the scale that we're talking about where somebody in Chicago could be listening to this and, and get an idea out of it or, um, you know, and the competition could too. And that's been the argument uh, is that we're, we might be giving these ideas to the competition. And it's kind of like, well, you know, I can give you the recipe to the cake on bacon, but I guarantee we're not going to come out with the same cake at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, the, like we're doing things here that are innovative, that require a lot of effort, a lot mm-hmm. of follow through. Um spinning a lot of different plates in the air at the same time. And I, I'd love to see somebody else try to try to replicate what we're doing here. You know, yeah, Right. I, like a, a, a private Facebook group for all you, you managers where you just get in there and talk about stuff that worked for you, stuff that didn't work. Hey, I need an idea for this. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah. They had something like that. And I think it spiraled out of control pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of it is very market specific, but um there's certain managers that seem to be kind of, uh, you know, at the front line of innovative ideas and certainly in, at, the, at the front line of uh, using ideas outside of our industry in our own industry. And I think that gets overlooked a lot. We get very myopic. Sure, sure. I mean, did you have to get anybody's approval to give them two desk chairs or was that your decision? No, I just did that. Yeah, I That's just, just put yeah. it on my expense report. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, very decentralized company is the reason I work here. And uh, yeah, I do get calls every once in a while about my expense reports, but I always find a way to justify them. <laughs> I took a customer to uh, Dive Epcot here in here in uh, Disney. Uh-huh. And it's like the largest, second largest indoor aquarium in the world. And it's it's an hour and a half away from here. And I, I have a diving partner who's also a top 10 customer, trying to make him a top three customer. And I was like, hey, I'm taking you. We're going to go do this thing. And it was like one of the most, he said it was like the most amazing experience he's ever had underwater. And, That's awesome. and he's like a, you know, he's in his sixties, he's been diving for 40 something years. He's been on over a thousand dives and this was the one that he's going to remember, you know? Wow. It's funny. There's a book called why your networking is not working. And I can't remember the name of the author, but he, he was a financial planner, is a financial planner. And he uh, would, you know, he'd get three, four tickets to the ball game. And he would call three clients and invite three clients to the ball game. And he said, he said that was okay, but it was really just essentially three strangers right. and you probably one, you know, so then he realized I'm going to invite one good client to invite two of his friends. So now they know all, they know each other. He's the stranger and he gets introduced to a bunch of new people. And as you know, people tend to hang out with people who are like themselves. So yeah. he figured getting introduced to people in similar income brackets to his client. So it sounds like you're doing some of the same thing, just taking them on, on adventures. Yeah, that's a great idea um, because you're right. I mean, I, I have a sales rep friend that's in Tampa in a different part of the construction business. And he's like, yeah, I, I go to these games. We have tickets. We have to go to the game. I think we have to use them because we have these tickets. And I end up just sitting there having nothing to talk to these guys about. And it's, that's a great idea. I'm going to tell them to, to do that. I like that a lot. Invite your friend, have your friend bring friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, because then they're going to want to make sure that you feel included because you brought them there. And like right. you said, rock stars hang out with rock stars. So exactly. I like it. I like it good. a lot. Good, good. Well, I, I appreciate your time, Leo. And um, if there's anything we can do for you, um, sorry. Well, thank you, sorry, I haven't been able to add to your rejection list because I took you up on your offer. I know. Darn it. I've, I've gotten one rejection. Uh, one rejection and one yes. So I'm, I've sent 11 emails. Um, so I've got a bunch more to send. I, my per personal assistant found me, I think, uh, 24 more that I can send emails to. So we'll see how it goes. But I appreciate the first run went very well. I can't imagine a better interview, to be quite honest with you. So Nice. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll definitely let, let you know when it comes out. And I uh, appreciate you being on the show. Maybe we'll do a follow-up in uh, September. And uh, That'd be great. That'd be great. Now, see, that's the thing, too. I have to have a great story to tell at the end of this. So I, I got to get some good quality yeses out of all these notes. <laughs> right. So I want that million-dollar pizza, yes. pizza lock, <laughs> lockdown, you know? Or at least I'm free pizza know. for life or something. Like that. Yeah, you got that. That would be worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on the GetWire podcast. Have a good day. You too. All right. All right.